When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome back. It's hour three of the Donna and Steve experience. What? Feeling fussy in my Balenciaga. or something? Is it a. I don't want a reference to Balenciaga. Oh, maybe. I'm not a big fashion guy. Hang on. Yes, you are, Rock. I didn't notice till I did a trivia bit with Laurie and Julie a couple weeks ago that there's so much flute in that song. Well, she plays that flute amazingly. Can I read some of the lyrics to you from About Damn Time? Not all of them, but yes. All right. I'll I'll, I'll sort of soften. Okay, thank you. Anyway, it's bad biatch (laughs) o'clock. Wow, first line. It's bad biatch biatch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Is everybody back up in the building? It's been a minute. Tell me how you're healing, because I'm about to get into my feelings. How you feeling? How you feel right now? And then I'm going to go to the part, the in a minute. Hang on. Um, In a minute, I'm going to need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciases, trying to bring out the fabulous, because I give a hey now way too much. I'm going to need like two shots in my cup. One to get up, one to get down. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I that's feel good. right now. All right. That's good. Thank you. Thick 30 is, <laughs> that's a good line. Thick 30. Yeah. It's I bad s- biatch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. I assume she's that's talking funny. about. That's funny. It's like Baby the, Talk Wednesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Uh, I assume she's talking about, you know. Her being thick? Yes. Rather sure. than yeah, maybe celebrating it. Yeah. Did. Let's Let's go with that. I am wow, just Rocco, seeing if there's done. a Google for Balencia, Balenciaga. So, so it's Balenci-Ussies. I think she adds Ussies at the end, just fun lyrically. Sure. But Balenciago. I think Balenciago. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have some? <clears throat> no. What is it? Is it like bags um, or? Uh, everything. Uh-oh. Clothing. Oh, no. It's Uh-oh. food. What? Feet. It's shoes. Balenci. What? What's the matter, Rocco? You're scaring us. I just stumbled upon... Something naughty? Kind of, where people add a a, a, a suffix to words uh, in a reference to a body part. We'll see. All right. Say say what? I don't... Let's just move on before we need to talk more about it. Okay. Rocco's weird. Thought. I don't Excuse want to Rocco. talk about Excuse it. Excuse me, it's not you. It's a different Rocco. Yeah, you don't know him. Okay, so anyway, but here, here's like my version of what Rocco just did. <gasps> oh, that would never make sense. Oh, no way. They could do that. <laughs> All right, let's move on. 
You know, it's, a, it's a delicate subject. All right, fine. Okay. I can send you the link. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Actor Paul Servino died yesterday. I really liked him. Really liked him. He was 83. He's best known for playing mob boss Paul Cicero in Goodfellows. Fellows. Fellows. He was in The Firm. He played a gangster. And if you don't know his name, you would know him. You would see and him, you would know him. Absolutely. You and know. his daughter is Mira Sorvino, of course. And um, I think she honored him when she won the Oscar for that Woody Allen movie. That sounds right. And she just had this really sweet speech about her dad. R.I.P. Thank you. Okay. He was also on Law, Law and Order. From 91 to 92, but he hated the working condition, so he quit. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Aww. Well, from uh, from Goodfellas to The Godfather, did you see the list of the 13 best opening movie scenes of all time? Yes, and I know which one you're bummed isn't on this list. Well, it's on the list. It's just not high enough on the oh, list. Oh, yeah, it's it number eight. Number eight. Uh, and that is The Dark Knight. That's I a think great that scene. It starts with a bank heist. Everybody's wearing a clown mask. And at the end, one of the clowns pulls off the clown mask to reveal they are, in fact, uh, Heath Ledger's yes. Joker. Really, really so great. Good. What a great scene. But um, here, here's what we have on this list. This is from MovieWeb. 13 best opening movie scenes of all time. Um, we'll, we'll walk it down from 13 to 1. 13, they say, is Scream. Came out in 1996. Oh, so good. The shocking early death of Drew Barrymore's character. Spoiler Bam. alert. Up from 2009 came in at number 12. Carl and Ellie's love story from when they were kids to when they get old and eventually when Ellie dies, leaving Carl alone. Oh, Have you seen God. Up, Donna? Yes, I love it. Really well done. Yeah, that kid, pretty funny. Uh, number 11 on the 13 best movie openings of all time, opening scenes, that is, Touch of Evil, 1958. For those who remember this movie, there's a time bomb placed in the back of a car, and then you spend a tense several minutes waiting to see when it's going to go off. Let's stay in cars. Drive from 2011. That movie starts with a car chase where we meet Ryan Gosling's character who escapes the scene of a crime. Mm. That's number 10 on the list. Number 9 is The Lion King. 1994. It opens with the circle of life. Simba is born, presented in front of all the animals in the kingdom. That's a doesn't great opening it, Wait, scene. doesn't it open with the dad being trampled to death? It does not. Okay. Thanks. Number eight is The Dark Knight, <laughs> wait, aforementioned. Wait. Number six. sorry, friends. Donna just got dark again. <laughs> Like there's a sad part of every movie, Donna. We don't have, we're, okay, we're talking about the best right, opening right. scenes. It's fine. The Matrix 1999 came in as the seventh best opening scene of all time. Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity is on the run from the police. Whoop, whoop. There will be blood. I want a milkshake. It's from mm. 2007. There is no dialogue, but we see Daniel Day Lewis's character strike oil, get injured, and crawl for miles. He's so method. He probably said, "I want it to be Miles," and they're like, oh, "Daniel, mm. we could just we could just change the background." I must crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Inglorious Bastards oh has gosh. a great opening scene. Still that came out in 2009. Oh, Donna. I know. I it's know. It's a very good movie. I was, I've only seen a couple Tarantino movies, and the ones I've seen, though they always lean long because he's a writer, and so I think he's married yeah. to a lot of the script. Boy, Inglorious Bastards was great. Django, great. That came out 2009. Inglorious Bastards, it's another dialogue scene, but this time it's a man being interrogated about a missing Jewish family, which is hiding underneath the man's floorboards. Christoph Waltz in that scene is superb, mm-hmm. and the tension that you feel in the opening minutes of that movie is just something else. Really, really well done. I agree. Uh, this you is said you've never saw Kill Bill, right? Never saw Kill Bill. If you like those other two movies, I think you'd like Kill Bill. I think I think what it means is I probably like Tarantino's stuff yeah. and just haven't seen enough of it. Uh, the Social Network, this is too high. 2010, it's a dialogue between Jesse Eisenberg and Rooney Mara over a few beers and a Havad Ba. I came in at number four. That's not ahead of the Dark Knight. Then The Godfather in uh, 72 is number three. Jaws is number two in 75. And the best opening scene of all time in movie history, according to Movie Web. Saving Private Ryan, 1998, the American troops storm Omaha Beach during World War II, considered the most realistic depiction of a war battle in movie history. I have um, a friend whose dad um, served and saw that movie and said he could not believe how realistic Mm. they they pulled that off. Yeah. Steve, you want to tell your Saving Private Ryan story? Yeah, is this a, is this like a Schindler's List thing where you wanted to make out with your girlfriend so you picked a long movie? That's what I thought it was, right? Was it that one? We, Amber Amber Metal and I saw Cruel Intentions and we smooched in the theater and then I was so jacked up on that having happened I that had never happened before for me in a movie theater. I was like my mind was blown. Mm. So I was opening the paper and called her on the basketball telephone that I had in my room. And said, do you want to go see Saving Private Ryan? Because it was like three hours and we had a lot of time to kiss. <laughs> Guys, she was wearing the Victoria's Secret like green apple lip gloss. Mm-hmm. I mean, my head was going to fall off of my body. And it was very tacky and I shouldn't have done that. And that was in poor taste. But you didn't go or you did? No, we ended up not being able to get a ride. That is definitely a movie I've never been able to see twice. I mean, I, I why? why yeah, it's yeah. I've never seen much. it. Oh, wow. I've never seen it. It's I pretty insane. It. Have you seen The Deer Hunter? No, we just talked about no, it like yesterday. Yeah, he said no, right? I'd watch yeah. it. That's another one that's it's way too it's long. Hard. You might need to take two or three nights to watch it, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's We got to go. I, oh, how Fine. about um Born on the 4th of July? Oh, what a great movie. Speaking of going dark, if you have trouble opening this, it probably means you're going to die soon. There's a study. Guess who we'll put that what, in? <laughs> tell you what the this is. <laughs> yeah, take a guess, everybody. We'll get into that dark story. When we come back, you're listening to the Don and Steve experience on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071, where talk is fun. Except when hey. millennial Hannah bugs me. Oh, she's trying to get you to do a yes, video? Yes, every day. <laughs> I know. mean, why did I get into radio if I had to be on camera all the time? Honestly, you're wearing jammies today. Right. Isn't that enough? Jeez. I'm sorry I blew up. You're okay. It's all right, man. I have a study. You're going to hate it. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. 
I have a study, and it goes like this. Do you ever struggle to open pickle jars? You know what I hate? You know what I hate? You know, pickle jars, like, uh, I struggle, but I usually get it. Yeah, and boy, a pickle jar is so fun to open. When you hear a little pop the first time. Oh, it's so good, and then you get the pickle. Yeah, the pickles are in there. The pickles are in there, and then you take them out, and you put them in your mouth. Yeah, spelled jar backwards, Raj. Well, anyway, according to a study, um, if you struggle to open pickle jars, uh, it could be a sign that you're dying. Okay. Now, that feels like a stretch. Well, research out of Austria, ever heard of Mm. it, has found that weak hand grip uh, strength may signal more serious health issues like heart problems, lung issues, lower life expectancy. It's complicated because basically hand grip strength can be a quick and, you know, inexpensive way to assess overall muscle strength. And muscle strength has proven to be a fairly accurate indicator of mortality. And the study basically created different ranges of strength that can be measured and then compared to others of the same age, sex, and body height. Aren't we going to take some kind of online quiz that had to do with whether or not we're old? There was a quiz a couple weeks ago about sort of your, like your emotional age. Oh, like a young soul or... Yeah, but it was like 35 questions and put me down for ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, but... Um, so anyway, a stronger than average hand grip doesn't necessarily mean you're going to live an extra long life. So anyway, what's the purpose of this study? Uh, they got a grant and they needed to use it. Okay. That makes, that makes (laughs) more sense to me. It is a great feeling. It's funny. Opening a jar that's difficult to open is very satisfying. And when you can't open a thing, it's very very irritating especially when you hand it to the next person they just go you know they got it started the other one's got it started yeah of course you know what i don't like also you know what i hate you know when you get like uh, a couple things i don't like i don't like any of these i like the safety but i don't like the safety caps on things for instance oh. a carton of half and half and then I got to pull up the little circular plastic thing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, and you know, Don. I mean, anyone who sees me uh, right now knows how strong I am. But there are times when I can't open the thing, and I'm like, why is this so hard? Am I pulling you know, it the wrong you've way? Got that guy to thank who was tampering with the Tylenol bottles Tamper. in the '70s. That's why everything has it. Like, you can't even just get a bottle of ketchup and turn it upside down and squeeze it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Nope. You've got to take the cap off, then pull the thing off, then put the little, cap back on. Those white things on the, on the Heinz bottles that have like the three little get them started prongs oh, on sure. them. Those are difficult. 
and then the like if you get like a carton of let's say lactate or something like that and then you have there's like a little foil cover on it you know what i'm saying yeah oh so irritating yeah it's difficult i have trouble getting that stuff but the thing is we're alive and we have those people to thank for it because people are bad isolate that (laughs) that's where we landed but you know that guy who tampered he gets a little bit of a bad rap but i mean what he did was bad but if it wasn't him it was going to be somebody a week later or a year later you know what i'm saying yeah what was it that they were putting in that tylenol in the tylenol bottles like oh god arsenic or something real bad stuff 51 percent of kids can identify a landline phone. Oh, that's good. 49% cannot. They wow. look at it and don't know what it is. They surveyed kids between the age of 6 and 18. Uh, and then they just showed them like old technology. Like 38% could recognize what a fax machine was. Hmm. 29% could identify the original Nintendo. Only 28% knew what a floppy disk was. What what's the age of the kids? Six to eighteen. Okay. Twenty six percent recognized an answering machine, and twenty four percent of student or kids that were surveyed could identify what a pager was. Yeah, I. That's a tough one because not everybody had pagers, so it's not like you're finding a pager in your home. Like yeah, a, who were you? Like a yeah, ER doctor, like a cassette a player. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's right. You were a drug dealer. Yeah. Oh, what? I had a friend who had a pager, and she'd be like, oh, "I gotta go, call this number back." I'm like, "Why? Why do you per- want people to know where you are?" Percentage of people that you know that have sold drugs at some point in their lives. Fifteen. Um, Twenty. Don't worry about it. That was pretty <laughs> close. Guess we'll be back. All right. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, don't forget about listener rewards, y'all. Got some good stuff. And look, there's still some time left to the month. You know what I'm saying, Steve? There's like five days. Yeah, we got five whole days yet. Love the time that's available this month. And then it's Donna's birthday month. That's right, guys. The whole month we're celebrating. But uh, can I just tell you, uh, you could win a 250 gift card to Abbott Paint and Carpet. There's stuff, uh, gift cards for gas from Quick Trip. You got a meal from Crispin Green, tickets to Cat Video Festival. So check out all those rewards. Yeah, what are you guys getting me for my birthday? I'm real excited about well, this. Well, which which one is this? That'll help me to know what to get you. I see what you did there. You're Donna. funny. We'll that. get her a 6U birthday balloon set. <laughs> she gave me that look. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, you know... Gentlemen, do I have at least one number right? <laughs> the old Price is That's Right game. funny, Steve. They would honk the horn if you did. You know, a bunch of those Price is Right games are actually pretty difficult upon further review. The one that... Uh, I watch a lot of classic uh, Price is Right on Pluto TV. The one that confuses everybody is the blank check game. Do you remember that one where they had to write on a big check with like a big pen with a big feather how do you play it's it's it's, it'll take me a long time to explain it but it involves you guessing the price (laughs) of the item and trying to get it within a thousand and writing 
a blank check for that. And then plus there's a certain flus. Amount. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Bob has to explain it every time, and everybody kind of gives Bob. Me Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> you know, but a lot of like, if you want to win a car, and I get it, it's got to be tough there. You know, the gentleman, do I have at least one number right? All that kind of stuff. It's a lot of guessing between two numbers. And that's like coin flipping your way to a car. Sure. Like yeah. five guesses in a row. And then they probably get off stage and they say, you got to pay taxes on that car. We just you For just sure won. they do. And they're like, no, thank you. It is kind of funny to see people just going nuts over like a 1981 Ford Escort, you know, or a Chevy Chevette. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be like, hey, thanks, but I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. My brother was on The Price is Right. He won uh, his and hers kayaks. Okay. <laughs> He's not a big kayaker. He also won a safe, Mm. a robotic pool cleaner, swimming pool cleaner. Just the cleaner, not the pool. Correct. BYOP. And then (laughs) an in-home bar set. You remember when those were kind of hot? Yeah. Sure. He won his about 15 years after they were. And (laughs) it was just like you would just set it up, I guess, in the room, and it came with two bar stools and a and bar hey and this was bar. on the prices right or this was guess which rat the whole whole the rat climbs into <laughs> this was not fat albert okay. you could not win this sort of prize at the j and j amusement springdale <laughs> carnival okay. let me be clear it has since been canceled fat albert. a lot government right. no. but your brother was on prices right the drew carey edition or what no the bob barker oh, edition barker. And then he had one of the worst guesses of all time in the fun, the showcase showdown. Oh, he made it all the way? He made it all the way. Dang. That's and amazing. And then he said that the woman said to him early on in the, you know, here's a showcase number one. And then she was like, oh, I love this. Oh, my husband's going to love that. She was like, hey, I'm in a bid on this. So then Scooty spaces out like some space cadet. And he's just looking around like, look at the lights. Hey, my friends are in the audience. All that. And then she said, I'll pass. And then it goes over to Scooty. The woman played mind games on him. And then he guessed, this. it was like the year 19, or no, it was the year 2000 or 2001. And he had already gotten out of high school. He guessed $6,500 for okay. a showcase showdown. There hasn't been a showcase showdown below 10000 since like 1980. Oh, is that right? Yes, yeah, Donna. Did his name tag say Scooty? No, it said Scott. Should have just said Wiener because he totally <laughs> blew it. And then when he said $6,500, Bob, you hear the audience go, Ugh. Oh, no. Yes, we watched the tape oh, many times. Oh, what a bummer. But he won a safe. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Do you guys open go. it on holidays? Like, Yeah, we spin the, <laughs> the, the pirate ship wheel that it came with and... It's great. It makes moving day really fun, too, I'm sure. Mm. And finally, this safe. (laughs) I came across a list. What game did he play? Was it like match the four prizes? That's a good question. What game did he play? Is he listening? He was just thinking, can I have him call in and talk about how bad he sucked on it? Uh, This was in 2001, so it wouldn't be on Pluto TV. They only show the 80s. Yeah, hang on one second. Oh, oh, are you actually? Okay. I'm just gonna, I'll just call right. him. You guys talk about Tell him not okay, to swear. Yeah. Okay, Rocco. So anyway. Uh, okay, Steve, what's the list or what are we doing here? He has a list of the best musical collaborations of all time. Let's make a list. And that is because there is a rumor that Britney Spears and Elton John may record a new version of 
Tony Danza. Okay, I did see that. <laughs> Tony now, Danza. Is Elton John on board, or is this just an Instagram post, or what's going on? Here? I think El- I think it's going to be a collaboration, like he did with Dua Lipa, and he did something with Miley. Yeah, that sounds right. His last, I mean, that's pretty smart, too. Uh, he's Till Tandon. He's Till Tandon. Uh, so what are some of these or great collaborations? Because I was just looking at, um, you know, it's uh, Mick Jagger's birthday. Yes, he's 79. And I was 79. trying to see if he had any collaborations. Oh, he did. He collaborated with Michael Jackson on Ooh. State of Shock on the Victory album. Oh, got it. He How about with, uh, Santana and Rob Thomas? Oh, that was, that was you know, that one. is a huge, I'm not that saying album. that's a great song. Let's scoot and talk Scooty. Oh, right. here we go. We got, yeah, we, it is a good list, uh, but we did get Scooty on the line. Scooty calling in live from Scott. Turn the, uh, turn something down in the background. I don't know why I hear me, but. Um, Scooty calling in from Tampa. Scott, what was the game that you played when you were a contestant on The Price is Right? I already told the epic fail during the showcase showdown when the woman schooled you and said she was going to bid on it, then didn't, and then you sucked hard on your guess. The original <laughs> game that you played, though, what was that? Uh, I honestly don't even remember the name of the game. Um, it was one of those forgettable games where they throw up four prizes, and you have to guess kind of, if I remember right, they, I had to like swap numbers or determine if a, a price was above or below a certain number. All I remember was it was one of the games that when you're watching the show, you're just like, ah, crap, it's one of those games. It's uh-huh. just a bunch of weak prizes. So there was like uh, <laughs> a safe and um, see if I got luggage, right. oh. uh, a bar set, and a pole cleaner. Those were the prizes for that game. Wait, didn't Scooty? Didn't you get his and hers kayaks, or am I making this up? No, yeah, I did get those, but those were to go up on stage. So if you get up on stage, anybody who's on stage has already won the prize that they bid on to get on stage. That was the canoes, and then those other four prizes uh, were in the game show. Oh my gosh! Did you you uh, do one of those like one dollar or bid one dollar higher than the lady next to you, or did you just make a good guess? No, you know, I got really lucky. Because uh, I want, I was the first person called, and so thus I was the first person to bid. So I didn't have the opportunity to do that, but then I won on that first time through. Wow! So I never, I never got that opportunity to just do one dollar. How heavy um, was the safe? I mean, did you need a bunch of people? Oh, Don, I wish I could tell you. I actually <laughs> can. There's such a sad story to this. I was whenever I was. Uh, on the prices right, I didn't have a house. I was oh. uh, in an internship, right? So I lived with uh, my sister, Janie, and her husband. So I'm like sleeping on their couch in their living room. And the last thing they're going to want is, is for me to bring in what was a 755 pound safe. <laughs> oh for whatever God. reason, I don't forget that number. It was a huge safe. And I thought, this is worthless. I can't get this. And this is before the time of like, oh, get it, and you can just quickly sell it online. Right. So whenever you uh, actually appear on the show, they ask you at the end, they'll present all the prizes that you've won on just this uh, sheet of paper, and they let you know uh, you can either accept or decline. And if you accept, you'll then work with the company in order to have them ship it, but you're going to be taxed on all these items. Right. What if you decline? Do you get the cash value of the safe? What the value was, it was no. close to 2000 bucks. But if you declined the safe, do they say, hey, instead we'll just give you the money, or is it just like, sorry, you get nothing? No, you get nothing. But you're not taxed on it if you get it. 
right? Only if you, you're not taxed on it if you don't take it. Right. That's correct. Okay. So I'd be like, yeah, thanks. No, thanks. Give it to the bank. Yeah, I wish I would have done that. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll obviously take it. And then I left and was like, what am I going to do? What'd you, so I, what never did you sp- call, I never called and got it. What did you spin the wheel to? What was your <laughs> you winning uh, wheel spinner thing? Um, I don't recall. It, I was the last to spin. Um, I guess because I had won the most on the first round. And so uh, I just remember having to beat out a certain number. It, it, was, it was something nominal, like 65 cents, and it took two spins to get it. But I don't know if you told the listener who's about the other lady, she not only beat me, but when she went to the wheel, she spun a dollar twice. Oh, wow. Oh. The woman who won the showcase showdown at the end who schooled you? Yes. She wow. She won all of it. She won everything. It was her day. 11000 in cash. It was, yeah. Wow. Went, yeah, the 1000 and 10000 Now, Scooty, um, uh, did you... Um... IRS here. Uh, did you pay the taxes on the uh, on the safe? Fair question. Oh yeah, I paid. Uh, I think there was some uh, federal and because there was there's the federal tax that I had to pay. Like I won all this money, that's considered income. And then I also got taxed by California. They sent me a bill. Was like, hey, you owe some sales tax. Oh no. <laughs> God. Yeah, so years later, I did call. I, I eventually moved into a house. This is probably seven years down the line. I still have the pamphlet. I pull it out of the file and was like, I'm just going to call them and see if I can have it. And that was a real interesting conversation to call up some safe company who advertised on the prices right seven years prior and say, hey, <laughs> can I get that safe now? To which they quickly told me no. No, you cannot. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, how fun. of a real-life game show contestant. That is my brother, uh, Scooty, cool. calling in live from Tampa. Scooter, thank you for calling in. No problem. Have a good one. Right. Bye. Right, bye I, I like how serious he pulls Kate. Like, he's like, all right, no problem. Bye. Thank you for the call. All yep, right. Absolutely. Thank you, Scooty. See you next time. The Scoot. Hey, when hey. do we come back, we are going to get into that fun list. Can we do that? Let's Can we do, do the, it. The collaboration list. Because there are some cool throwbacks that we'll remember like, oh, that was a great one. We'll find out if Brittany and Elton end up getting to that same echelon of wonderful musical collaborations with their new version of Tiny Dancer. A uh, little music. When do we come back? Donna, Steve, my talk. Sorry. Hey, dare off yourselves. Hey, dog. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> how do you, uh, final stretch. <laughs> how do you block someone on text? <laughs> I mean, if I, I sent. <laughs> I mean, I could send this picture to Hannah right now that Donna just sent be me. Nice. Oh, and remember the video I got of you, Donna, at our big birthday bash of you flossing hard and you all are thinking was donna <laughs> dancing no she was flossing her <gasps> I teeth forgot about that aggressively i i i had a situation i'm gonna i don't know if you really remember fully i what, do what don't this, show me i'm just gonna show you not don't. anyone else it was very uh what's the word i'm a chronic um flosser Oh like really? Yeah, floss. same. I got I I got a gap between two of my teeth. I got to floss like all the time. <laughs> oh wow! What's that from? That's from the birthday bash. I sit over. I look over in the booth, and Donna is ducking her head down. So it's like she's a. It's like she's snorkeling. So she goes under. 
Under the booth, under the table, and then she comes back up. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I was listening to Colleen and Bradley yesterday, no, not yesterday. Wow, was it Monday? Maybe it was Friday. Whatever the case. I'm at a red light, and Bradley is describing a situation where a woman wasn't paying attention and maybe ran a stop sign or something. And he said she was. And I'm sitting there flossing my teeth while I'm listening to Bradley talk. And he goes, and she was fully flossing her teeth with both (laughs) hands. And I was like, uh, I wanted to text and say, you're not going to believe what I'm doing right now. But that is what I was doing because, you know, clean teeth, clean mind. Can I ask a question, Donna? Do you use floss or do you use those like picks? With the floss. Um, I use floss floss. Weird. Um, I do have the picks, but I prefer the floss. I'm a picker. Thanks oh, you're asking. a pick. Do you have any picks, by the way? I have yeah. a large selection of picks in my office. Come oh, by and get great. one. Great, thank you. And we have to be honest. Flossing out a, a, like a like a shred of beef jerky in your food trap. <laughs> Everybody's got a food trap. When you... Un, when you get it out, you know what I'm saying? That is a deep, yeah, satisfying it's like giving feeling. birth. Oh. That's how I imagine giving birth. You're just like, oh, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> no. okay. Totally no. All right, all we right. are disgusting, all of us. Some of the best collaborations. This is an all time list, and here's what's funny. So, we Good. the news today that Britney Spears and Elton John are working on an updated version of Tiny Dancer. I don't like this. Cold Heart worked with uh, Dua Lipa, though. We like that, right? Dua Lipa has a great voice. Okay, Donna. I'm just saying. Yes, Brittany is not known for like, hey, guys, let's lose the instruments. I'm yeah, just going to sing. Yeah, fun performer. Just, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want her but to you know ruin what? my song. No, it's going to be technified and auto-tuned and electrode and all oh, that yeah, kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I feel so bad. So then I was like, all right, I want to look up some of these, some of the best collaborations of all time. And the, the list came up, and I checked the date, 2011. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to look for an updated version because then it's going to be too saturated with stuff that is available right now. Donna, what the hell are you doing? What do you mean? I'm listening to Donna your story. Valentine. What? What? Do you have a date today? A date? Do I look like I'm going on a date? I'm wearing my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Donna is making faces at me the whole time that I'm trying to read this story to you guys. I had a phone call during the commercial break. She's doing the same. She's doing it right now, no, and no one I'm can not. see it. Rocco, stand up for me. I'm for trying all to these find Judy's who email in like we feel so bad for Donna. <laughs> She's a lunatic. I've been walking, so I have a lot of like pent up energy. Sue me. Santana and Rob Thomas, Absolutely. smooth. We mentioned that it's a great, great. collaboration. Uh, another one on the Rolling Stone list of the ten best. How about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney? That was a good one, Ebony what and Ivory. It? Say, say, say. Say, say, say. Oh, like both I said. are correct. No, no. Well, that they did the girl is mine and say, say, say. Well, who Ebony did Ebony and Ivory? And Ivory? Was Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. Oh. How about David Bowie and Mick Jagger dancing in the street? It's Mick Jagger's birthday today. Yeah, seventy nine. Halfway to one fifty eight. <laughs> good Charlotte and Avenged Sevenfold collabed on the river. Yeah, that was a life changer for all of us. The River? Is that a Springsteen? Uh, 
<laughs> Not the river. The Beatles featuring Eric Clapton, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, so good. I, why did I think that was a George Harrison song? Well, George no, Harrison wrote While My Guitar Gently oh. Weeps at his mother's house in Warrington, England. Wow. Yeah, that's why you thought that. He sings uh, it. And then, of course, the Prince version, oh, or the Prince right. live performance of that is unbelievable. Yeah. And then he's like, take that, biatches, and walks off the stage. Okay, he did not say that. Okay, but he was thinking it. He was he was showing off for sure. Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks collabed on yeah. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. They, those two, they sound exactly alike. Perfect match. <laughs> Should we do that as a game someday? Tom Petty or, or Stevie <laughs> Nicks? Oh, it's fun. Or Bob Dylan. Let's get all of them in there. Can I ask? Are these just old (laughs) collaborations, or are there any new ones like Stapleton and and Timberlake? Those aren't going to be there because, as I mentioned, this is a 2011 list, but I intentionally chose not to do 2022 because I thought it was going to be too saturated. You know, Prisoner of the Moment, the last five years. I kind of like that this was an aged article. You two in Green Day. How about that one? The Saints are coming. That's number four on Rolling Stone's all-time list of the best collaborations. Awo Smith and Run to Mc- Yep, that was a game this way. changer. Yeah, that was a, that was beautiful. Run DMC and Aerosmith. That crossover. That wasn't just a collaboration of artists. That was a collaboration of genres. That was really breakthrough at that yeah, time. Yeah, I don't that think cool. hip hop music, rap music would be the same without that crossover. I mean, that honestly brought. Yeah, I would what say we so. Called rap mainstream. Music back then, yeah, what we call hip hop now to the mainstream. Your yeah. mom probably was into it, Donna. She's like, who is this? Your mom. Rapping with Aerosmith. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy that record. I don't think Helene would be into it. Okay. Thanks. Queen and David Bowie yes. came in at number two with Under Pressure. Great. Brilliant. Love it. The number one collaboration of all time, according to this 2011 list by Rolling Stone, you would never guess it, but I'll try to hint you there. Okay. Or maybe give us initials. R&B. Mm-hmm. Okay. A group collaborated with a solo artist. Mm. This boy group mm. collaborated with this girl singer. Britney Spears and what's their faces? Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Boys to Men and Mariah Carey. That would be another Name guess. of the song? Oh, great. Um, What's the name of the song? It's so hard to say goodbye. Sure, no. yeah, let's go okay. with that. No, oh. One Sweet Day. Oh, yeah, that's a great song. Well, that's number one, so huh? One number one wow. on their list. Who could forget the Good Charlotte uh, collaboration with who again? Uh, well, everybody knows. Yeah. That was with Seven Avenged oh, Sevenfold. Oh, yeah. Life. Yes. Good list. Yeah, good list. Let's make Thanks. a list. We Let's make, make a, a list. list. That was great, Steve. Can we make a, an updated version of that, which yeah, is we, we made a list? <laughs> okay, yeah. Or like we made that list, something like that. How about that list? <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun. Woo! Donna wore pajamas to work today, so if you are in normal clothes, you're doing better than Donna. <laughs> It's an accident. Whatever. We gotta go. Cobra in next. Okay, no.